Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Off The Beaten Podcast, a podcast about the city of Chicago and its people. This is where you will hear discussion with the amazing people who make this city unique. I am your host, Dion McGill, a lifelong Chicagoan, former public school educator, sometimes activist, sometimes jujitsu tarot, I gotta get back on the mat soon, and all the time caffeine fiend. Welcome if this is your first time, and welcome back if you are a tried and true friend of the podcast. I'm so happy you came back for more so i am genuinely enthralled uh, just overwhelmed with all the feedback to the last episode of the podcast which was episode 31 with willerine mcgill my mom in which we talk about chicago history through the eyes of a woman who moved here uh, in 1967 if you didn't hear that episode i encourage you to pause this and go back and listen to that first this week's conversation picks up right where that one left off a quick thank you to everyone who messaged me with positive comments and feedback after episode 31 i will share some of those comments in a future episode just due to the length of this conversation i want to get right into it However, I feel I would be remiss if I did not send a super thank you to Miss Veronica Galindo, who actually joined my family to celebrate my mother's uh, birthday on April 4th. Uh, She turned 80. I know I've made it as a podcaster when my mom has podcast groupies. So, (laughs) but in all seriousness, thank you, Veronica, for joining my family uh, for her 80th birthday and for the beautiful flowers. She was overjoyed. Okay, final note, this conversation was recorded a while ago. It was actually prior to the presidential election, just to give you a frame of reference when we're referring to current events and, you know, such. So that's it. And without further ado, enjoy. Right now, there's a lot of talk. Obviously, we got a presidential election coming up. And obviously, there's a lot of talk about politics. So over the course of the time you've been in Chicago, like how the politics changed? Because when you came, Mayor Daley was the mayor, right? Mayor Daley was the mayor. So then in 79, Jane Byrne becomes, that's the year I was born. Jane Byrne becomes mayor. Yeah. You had Hare Washington and Tom Sawyer. Then, because Sawyer was the person who replaced Washington when he had his heart attack. Is that is that right? Yes. Right? That's right. And then after that, there was someone else, but then there was Daly. I can't remember who the someone else is. Then then Rom, basically, right? Rom Emanuel. Oh, Rom Emanuel, yes. But going back a little bit, you're right. I don't know who. Well, right, there was someone in between there. I just can't remember who. But you got them. Yeah. And you. then Rahm Emanuel and now Lori Lightfoot. So you went from Daly, who was, I mean, let's be real, who was a racist. Daly was a racist. <laughs> when they had problems and the black people were uh, looting and stuff in Chicago. I have kind of forgotten. But one thing I remember that Daly told them, it was like, well, it seems like history repeats itself because there's a protest now. But mm-hmm. Daly told them, shoot. Well, that was during the convention. To ma- or shoot or main or shoot to main. <laughs> That's what Mayor Daly told them. And believe me, people could not believe he had said that. Well, but yeah. he was a racist. Yes. And he believed, kill him. 
Kill him. Yeah, because that had gone back even to his time as a teenager when he was. No, no, I, I was saying don't tap the table. Oh, okay. Tap, I thought yeah. you didn't want me to. to no, say no, what, no, 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 no. That's exactly don't what tap he the was. Table. He was about. Yeah, you know, because that went because he was the president of the Hamburg Athletic Club, and they were implicated in in instigating the race riots in 1919. He was a president of that club later on, and that you know in Bridgeport, and that pushed him. Straight on through to his political career. That's right. He lived in Bridgeport. And they said Bridgeport was, it was very racist also. A lot lot of people, a lot of black people didn't even like driving through Bridgeport. Because it was, it's still, yeah. And, you know, uh, when you hear about people living in Bridgeport, white people, you kind of, you think back. And then you say, oh, I know where they're coming from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think right now, because that's even a couple years ago, that's kind of how everyone's perception is of Mount Greenwood, right? Because Mount Mount Greenwood was one of the few districts that voted for Trump in the election. Mount Greenwood is also one of the few neighborhoods that's predominantly police and firefighters. It is. So you think about, so predominantly police and firefighters voted for Trump. And then they had no shootings in that neighborhood for three years until they had one shooting, which was a black male who had an interaction with an off-duty firefighter. Yes. And was shot by police when they were, well. Yeah, he was shot. Or off-duty cop shot him. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah. And then when, right, when protests occurred, all the signs said, go back where you came from. (laughs) Go back where you came from. got a good memory. Yes. I was a history teacher. I got a great memory. (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? I used to go to Mount Greenwood to the post office. But after I heard about that, stop going. I don't go to Mount Greenwood for anything. I I'll go ninety miles if I have to to keep from going to Mount Greenwood. I don't give them. I don't want them to get any of my money or my. I don't want to even give them my mail. Well, do you remember this? When I was a child, was that you were always told don't cross Western? Do you remember that? So coming because we lived in okay. So we met we missed right. So we can bounce back in a, okay. in a second. That at some point you end up living in Roseland. I ended up living in Roseland. Yes, I did. I can't exactly tell you when, but I did. I ended up living in Roseland. We lived in a house in Roseland. No, we lived in a three flat building. No, no, no. Before that, I was when I was born. We oh, lived in- I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we, we did. We oh, lived. No, that was 115th and Eggleston, right? Yeah. 35 South Normal. Normal. That's it. 1935 South, South Normal. Normal. Yeah. Okay. Your father had bought a house. He was a veteran, so he got a house on a GI Bill. Yeah. I didn't like that block. I didn't like any of that. Why not? Down there. Well, I tell you why. It was people. That was a cast. You had to be careful. There was a cast of characters on. Do you remember any of those people? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> uh, I tell you, it was a, it was characters. I remember. Wait, and look, they would they would drink on the street. It was a it was a uh, grocery store on the corner. Yes. So we had to come from your grocery store, the parking lot, about two houses, and then we were at our house. Okay, so there was one. There's this is. This is 30 years ago. Over I can't 30. remember I think the name we, of the two guys. We left when I was five. Do you, uh, I was going to say, do you remember the two guys who used to drink 
and smoke yeah. weed all the time. One of them had a nickname. Do you remember the nickname? I don't remember. You remember? And listen, I, I can tell you this about this one guy. I was bringing groceries out of my car and he stole the bag. <laughs> That's and up. I called. I said, hey, you stole, you got my groceries. He says, no, ma'am. He talked like, I bought this at the store. I said, no, you didn't. That's my food. And he kept walking. So I just said, oh, the heck with you. I'm trying to think, was it Bert? Uh, I, remember, I believe it was Bert. I remember a guy. He was a wine head. Name. He took my bag of groceries. I couldn't believe it. I'm taking groceries out of the car into the house, and he stole them. There was a guy named Rufa. Rufus wasn't there then. He was at work. Do you remember? If he'd have been there, that he'd have got them groceries from Bert. Do you remember Rufa? Who? Rufa. Rufa. Yes. No. You don't remember him? You you were calling him. His name was Terrence. If I remember correctly, his name was Terrence. He because you was the only person who called him by his real name. Everybody else calling Rifa, and he would occasionally work for Dad because at this point, Dad's doing his moving business. Yeah, he was in the moving. Business. And I'll never forget because the one time he was about to beat Rifa with you a know, piece of wood. Rifa was like, "You owe me." Ex-. It was a, it was a dispute over money, and he's like, "You said you was gonna pay me so and so." My father said that was not the agreement. I said, and I remember the I, I specifically remember the number being two fifty. He's like, "I said I paid two fifty. Here's your two fifty. What was he trying to get? Three hundred. <laughs> Because you have to, so if uh, those, so as we're recording this, my niece is sitting here with us, and she doesn't know any of these stories necessarily because she wasn't born then. No, so she Re- was. Reefa always had red eyes because his name was Reefa was smoke all the time. He always smelled like weed. Did he, he live across the he street? He lived in that house right across the street from us. That was that by level. He lived with some older lady. Oh, that was he. Okay. That older lady was his mother. His mother, yep. Now you got him. I and think they lived... call him Beaver. Was it Beaver? <laughs> I remember. I remember Beaver, but I remember Reefa. T- okay. <laughs> it was a whole cast that that time. It, it, there was a cast of characters. I just remember as a child, it was like it was like a movie. Yeah, you was a kid. It was just a cast you of got... characters. Yeah. It was well. That little neighborhood was built up with uh, mostly but it was... winos, reefer heads, <laughs> and. <laughs> But they're and they live with their parents. And they, live with their, okay. they all live with their parents because the parents were all there and they were middle class. They were, pe- yeah, they were lo- lower middle class, lower middle class were, people, yeah. and <laughs> older, and uh, and all most they- everybody there live with some relative. Yes. Now, would you believe that when your sister was in the hospital, a lot of those people came. Guess who I saw. Because Beaver's mother was in the hospital. Oh. Yeah, she was very sick. Uh, she, In fact, she was going to hospice. Okay. She was very, very sick. I met Beaver's mother. <laughs> can you remember? Boy, can you remember Harry? I remember Harry. Harry was there. Oh, Jesus. People and hadn't seen also, in 35 years. Harry's mother's sister. And they remember They were all? all in the room next. To- yeah. Oh, my gosh. And I saw them. I remembered them. But back then, R- Rosen was a Rosen was a community where you knew a lot of people. Oh, you, yeah. You knew everybody. Like, you could go three blocks over and you knew people. <laughs> and I went to church. And, and we and went to church. We went to church in Roseland. Yes. 
And you knew well, every right. You knew everybody just yes. because it was a t- like I remember Rosalind being a really like to me it felt like a really small community. It was because you it knew wasn't, everybody. It wasn't dangerous, and it definitely wasn't dangerous. No, it wasn't um, dangerous. Not at that time. Uh, no. At that time, it wasn't. Only time I saw something bad happen was I went to Rosalind. I parked in the parking lot. I looked over. The man had a thing. He was stealing the car. So all I did was moved up. You were moving. I moved to the street. I drove around until I found the parking lot. I mean, a park. I didn't I didn't uh, go back into that parking lot. Right. He was stealing a car. If I remember correctly, and tell In me the if daytime. you tell me if you recall differently. I remember the drug like drug issues not hitting that part of chicago until later like because because right now we're talking 84 85 because i graduated from I, w- I started school in 85 so i started kindergarten in 85 yeah you did thomas so thomas brennan elementary which doesn't exist anymore it's now it doesn't it's now malcolm x alex haley is one of those it's yeah alex haley you it's, went to uh, thomas brennan but i went to thomas brennan right i don't even know who that i still don't know to this day who that was but now I that's don't either. Alex's, Who was Thomas Brennan? <laughs> that's a, I don't know. That's a question for another time. <laughs> but that's where you went to school. Yes, because I used to. Yeah, and so then, uh, so that's eighty five when I and started also, school. Also, Trevette went to Thomas Brennan, and Trevette went to Thomas Brennan. Uh, I don't. I don't really remember too much about the the drug issues. I feel like they they came later. I because I never remember any of that. I remember refo- like weed was a big thing. I remember weed being a well, big thing. Well, you could look at kid. people and tell when they were smoking weed because right. their eyes was as red as that. Right. Uh, but a lot of the gang in our neighborhood, yes. But a lot of the gang issues usually revolve around heavier drugs, and I don't remember any of that until like the late for me the late late eighties was when I remember noticeably noticing that there was a gang problem. Like when we, because by that time we're now living in still roseland but we're living on in emerald on emerald oh yeah we we 111th we have moved from uh 115 15 to 111th we moved to 111 111th south emerald much nicer yes neighborhood much nicer neighborhood we the we moved on unfortunately the the third floor but still the same neighborhood so it's still the same neighborhood it's just Five blocks, well, what was it? Eight blocks difference. Yeah, eight blocks difference made a better neighborhood. <laughs> eight blocks difference. It made a better neighborhood. These are uh, homeowners. More homeowners. Uh, older people. It was, yeah. Took care of their properties yeah. and quiet. Because I work then 11.30 at night to 8 in the morning. I'm on nights again. Now, here's a funny fact for you. There's something. I was at the Chicago History Museum. I saw a covenant, a housing covenant for that neighborhood. If you went back 20 to 30 years before we lived there, black people can live in that neighborhood. That was in the housing, in the housing contracts. It says you will not sell or rent to African-Americans. And that went up until, so we're there in this. So no, so we were there in the eighties, 70, 65. Yeah, we were going back to going back to at least maybe the sixties even there. So the Chicago history museum did a great program on redlining, right? Redlining, housing covenant, these things, and I and they just happened to pull a bunch of bunch of contracts, and one of them was in that neighborhood. I'm like, whoa! 
I grew up like three blocks away from that. And it literally said, you cannot rent. You will buy this property with Express not renting or selling to African-Americans. Mm. So believe, so actually you can believe that. That that's kind of what that neighborhood was like. Just, you know, less well, than that a neighborhood generation. was a very nice neighborhood. Oh, it was a nice, super nice neighborhood. Uh, when we got in there. And all black. It was all black. All black neighborhood. Yeah, yeah it, wasn't, it wasn't any white. It was all black. Uh, but it was nice. We're right around the block from Finger High School. Now that's why I moved. We're, we're right. Finger is on Union. Is on Union. The back end of Finger is on Union. Yeah. Front end is on and Parnell, I think. Okay. Right, because it goes. Well, by. The school was too close, school and you were close. getting bigger, uh, older, and I didn't want the gangs to. Yeah, we were starting uh, to have overtake you because I knew that uh, if we continued to stay, you were. You were 12, and I knew that somewhere along the line that the gangs were going to get try to get you. Well, they, they're already trying. And These if they rougher, didn't yeah. get you, they kill you yeah. sometimes. sometimes. So that's why I moved. Yeah. I I used to go to Alsip to... Uh, Shop, right? Yeah, to... Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It wasn't Ultra. Omni. Omni. I remember exactly. Omni. We used to shop at Omni. <laughs> and I Omni was like the early version of Walmart. Yeah. 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 And Omni, I mean, over there seemed to be quiet. Was. So horribly quiet. I uh I <laughs> I figured and I I worked with a guy. His name was Phil McAvoy. Phil McAvoy was a white man and he lived in Alsa. Oh, okay. And I said, Phil, what kind of uh, area is that that you live in in Alsa? He said, quiet, not many blacks. Not many blacks. I remember that specifically. I said, well, okay, <laughs> thank you. He said, are you moving to, are you moving to Alsa? I said, yep, I'm going to move to Alsa. So he just looked at me for a minute and I said, yes. Uh, I am. You're like you sure? <laughs> Me and my son are moving to Alsa. He said, "I wish you well." Will he said, "You, that's, you know what?" That's what you had to tell black people moving to Alsa back then. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Good, but you know what? We moved to Somerset Park. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have any problems ever. Well, I you well, never had a problem. <laughs> So did you have problems? Absolutely. What so, kind so in it's, there? It's funny. It was mixed in there. It's funny that you should. It's funny that we're talking about this because there's a there's a podcast that I'm listening to now that recently started. There, it's a third season of a podcast, but it's called Motive. So they're talking about the the uh, the, the the basically the birth of the neo Nazi skinhead movement. So you know you oh. may not know this, but the skinhead movement was centered around Blue Island and Alza. So as a, so, I remember. Oh yeah, the, yeah, that's right. You're looking because you've lived there. You don't remember any of this. I you're don't too young even know that the skinhead. Well, I knew there were skinheads everywhere, and but you're right. Blue Island. Yeah, here, it was a, a skinhead. Random question. Do you remember? Could we live right across the street from that that strip mall? You're, right across from Somerset Park, there's that strip mall there. Not the meat market. You go over where oh, the yeah, Dunkin' Donuts you, you was. Brought, right, it was a little strip mall there. Do you remember there used to be a record store there? Do you remember that? A record store? Yeah. I was I was right when I was going into high school. It was a record store there. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Okay. So that record store was owned by a white supremacist, basically. 
right? That was his business. He sold white power music. So it's interesting because he's a famous person now. White power music. That's a totally different discussion for another time. But, oh. but he... <laughs> well, what was his name? Uh, Christian Picciolini. So he was he was an Italian, a son of Italian immigrants who lived in Blue Island. And so he became the leader of the of the what was called at the time Cash, the Chicago area skinheads. And they were a, a violent white power. So there's, there's a great podcast about it right now. I actually met him. You did? About three months ago. Absolutely. Three months ago? About three months ago for the first time ever. And I was like, you know, I've heard about you. I know your work because now he works to pull people out of hate groups and, you know, get out of that. That Why he, was he sick? Well, what no, happened no, to him? Nothing. He just said he had a change of. Well, so the funny part is funny story about him is he he had this record store, so mm-hmm. he couldn't fully support the record store selling white power music. So nope. he started selling hip hop and metal. Mm-hmm. Well, he you know so he said like the so kids would come in and mm-hmm. buy music, and he said there was one kid in particular, black kid, and he said they would talk all the time when the kid would come in and buy buy music. Mm-hmm. And he said after a couple of times, I'm like, this kid's no different than me. Like, what? You know, like the reality is that, you know what I'm saying? People are just saying, right? We have different circumstances due to different things. But he right. said eventually, he was like, this kid's no, what am I doing with my life? And so he kind of changed his whole perspective. He closed the store down. He, you know, went on about his business. Mm-hmm. But, and it's interesting because there's a podcast who's kind of uh, documenting all this. And he's, he's the feature of the first episode. And so it's interesting because I remember moving the house up. <laughs> And being like, because, you know, when you went to school, there was like the, all the kids who were kind of getting into this, all the skinheads, the white, then you had the anti-racist skinheads. Yeah. Because I remember this kid, Tony, and Tony was Italian. And he's like, I'm a skinhead. And I'm like, uh-oh. He's like, no, no, but we like black people. I'm like, that makes no sense to me. <laughs> so he'd like explain Yeah, it doesn't. To me. Because skinheads. But right. There used to be. I, yeah, And you have to. I would definitely encourage you to listen to the podcast. Because there, there's a whole thing about anti-racist skinheads. Black skinheads. Like, it's, it's a thing. It's a whole. It's very interesting. But huh. it's interesting. Because do you remember right before we moved to Alsip, uh, they'd had a case in Blue Island where uh, people had a cross burn on their lawn. Do you remember that? That happened. Three yeah. years before we moved to Alsa. Uh, a black family yep. had moved into Blue Island. And had exactly. a cross, cross, and they had a cross burning on their lawn. Yeah. I remember that. So, yeah. So that's yeah. kind of what I remember. <laughs> I remember that, too. Because <laughs> the only black people in Alsa were in Somerset. Somerset was like, it was like Section 8 Central, like, kind of thing. It was like, oh, that's yeah, what Yeah, it, it was, but. It, yeah it was kind of mixed but they kind of kept the blacks together <laughs> and then i just learned recently because you know i was do you remember i was supposed to maybe go to eisenhower yes so eisenhower was we were on the I was border glad you didn't for some reason what was that so before this eisenhower because we the eisenhower shepherd and richard's all in the same district yeah the eisenhower school board i just learned this last week had changed the the district bound the, the boundaries of their of their school so they could take less black kids. So that's why we ended up being on the border because the border actually included Somerset. So Somerset, all those kids would have gone to Eisenhower and I never would have gone to Shepherd, but they had just passed uh, their, you know, whatever, so that the border ended right there at 127th and Pulaski. And that's kind of what put us on the borderline. I never knew that. I just learned it from this podcast. <laughs> I just learned this. Because, and, and when they well, did I'm it. I'm glad you didn't go to People ICU. said, why'd you do that? They said, if we didn't change those boundaries, this school would become majority black. And we won't have it. Exactly what they said. They, that was very plain. And so that's why the boundaries were changed for Eisenhower. And so all the black kids, including ones from Robbins, 
all went to Shepard, if you remember. And I, th- I think they still do. And they still do. Right. All the black kids went yeah. to Shepard. Yeah. And that's why. And I just learned this recently. So, yeah. Hmm. So, okay. <laughs> I love that look. She's thinking now, like, so there's so much. So, how long ago did this happen? Well, this was, this would have been, so what was that, 93, 94? We, that's when we came was 1994 to Alpha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I wanted to get away from Finger. Yeah. I wanted, I it didn't was rough. want you to go to Finger. She, well, my sister, my older sister, uh, Trivette went to Corliss. She went to Corliss. And Corliss was a, was a, had a rougher reputation. Really lot did. Of, lot Corliss was, lot was a terrible school. A lot of, well, a lot that, of gangs. A, a gang and I didn't involved. even know that. Yeah, a lot of gang involvement. Yeah. Um, and then Finger had a lot of gangs. Finger had a lot of gangs. Because I felt like we were always. A whole lot of, whole gang, lot of gang involvement. involvement. Yeah. And I knew I didn't want you to go there. Yeah. And, uh, and then I went to Morgan Park High School. For seventh you grade. went to Morgan Park, right? Hated that was a there. gifted program. They had a lot of gangs there, and they sent you. <laughs> Hate it there. And to I, Morgan that was the Park first time I ever got a, a gifted program, and that's the first time because I ever failed had, a class. He had, he was a all A student, just about A's, yeah. maybe a few B's. So I get to Morgan. So that was a gifted program going to Morgan Park, so and I, you didn't like that. I hated Morgan Park. I hated. I hated being in the program. I hated the. I just hate everything about it. <laughs> Why did you hate the program? I hated the program because it was all these snooty kids. Like I hated it. It was all these snooty kids. Um, but I remember I could never take books home. So that I, this is the first time I ever got an F. I was I couldn't take books home because you had to run. You had to get from the school to the bus stop, and you couldn't run with them damn books. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you, I remember just put my I whole. Know that. I remember you know putting, kids have a rough time and you I don't even know it. Put my whole book bag in, in the locker. Cause you, cause when that bell rang, you had you had X amount of time to get out the building. Cause even if the the hallways were empty, now you got a deal. So you got to get out where at least where it's witnesses. So once you got outside the building, we we had to go. If you know what Morgan Park High School looks like, you got the football fields and the tracks. Yeah, you had to get past all that to the bus stop. To the bus. And catch that, and you had to time it. Cause if you stand on that bus stop, you still gotta you still got part of my language. You still got to ask whooping coming. So you. <laughs> I remember sometimes we'd run, like me and the, the dudes I kick it with, whatever, we'd run a, like a clear mile. We'd get to the bus stop, looking at our watches like the bus, and we see the gang, all the gang kids floating around are coming. I'm like, yo, it's time to go. And we run. We just keep running. And I we never go. knew. He, you never told me. Do you remember, actually, a very random memory. Do you remember one time we were driving towards Morgan Park High School, and this kid runs up to the car, basically slides across the hood, and was screaming for you to let him in. Do you remember? Yeah, we were. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Tell we the true right, story. We were right there on 111th, a little yep. ways before we got to uh, the corner. Yeah, and a kid comes, I mean, sliding across the hood. Yeah. And was like, let me in, please. Let me. And she refused to let him in. Yeah, because I didn't know if this was a ploy from the gangs. And he kept on running. Of what? And then about a block behind her was about 30, 30 kids chasing him. Yeah, a good thirty. I remember like, that. I mean, a whole I gang. Let him in <laughs> because I thought he was a, you know, it was a ploy. You, the gangs, you don't know. It's not funny, but these. Oh, I was not funny. I was so terrified. Me. I was like, let him in because when I was coming, we gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> I don't know what's behind him. I don't want to wait for it. And sure enough, it was like thirty kids chasing him. I mean, I wonder still, whatever happened. I already know what happened to him. He didn't make it. I already know. 
Unfortunately, I have no doubts about that. Aww. But that's what it was like. I remember because I remember one time getting beat up on the corner. You mean he got killed? That's a possibility. When you got 30 kids chasing you, really? Yeah, you get killed. <laughs> say, really? I mean, that, yeah. Now, they wasn't going to give him tickles. were deadly. Yeah, some of them. And then. I mean, well, yes, they were. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering, was that the disciples or the Blackstones? That, that's past us. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. But you know, then uh, after that, the, the Blackstone Rangers became a more elite gang they changed their names to black peace stone nation yeah well i don't want to get too deep into the gang oh, conversation oh. <laughs> yeah. um, that's the way that went that's a totally yeah that's a totally yeah, different they became more like i said high end so so let's let's jump back i feel like we, we jump let's jump back okay. so the, the politics of the city okay did you ever imagine that you would see a black female lesbian mayor of chicago Never in my life. I never thought I would have seen a black mayor after Harold Washington because a lot of people said different things about what happened to him, what actually happened to mm-hmm. to Harold Washington. Mm-hmm. They felt that Vidoliak Vidoliak's who I forgot. Had something to do he was a mayor with too. Harold Washington. Yeah, he's a big time lawyer right. now. So he was the mayor uh, between so between Sawyer and Daly was Verdoliac. Okay, yeah, Verdoliac. Yes. And they felt that Verdoliac, black people felt that Verdoliac had something to do with Harold Washington's death. Yeah. But it was never proven. Right. And if it was proven, it was swept under the rug because uh, they just said Harold Washington had a heart attack. But for he and Verdoliac had been feuding. And yeah, ever since he had been mayor in the council, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, these were racist people, and they hated Harold Washington. <laughs> they did. They would have <laughs> did anything to him, and I believe they did. Yeah. But it was never proven. I just because learned Chicago, oh, Illinois is a racist place. Well, yeah. It still is, but it's not as bad as it was. Well, it had a lot of, like you said, skinheads, KKK. Yeah. And all of that bad. Yeah. And then if you didn't have that, you know, you had the gangs. I mean, it was like. Yeah. So actually, uh, so a real specific question. Mm-hmm. When I, I learned in a, in a podcast also once they were saying that when Harold Washington became mayor at that time, mm-hmm. they weren't doing garbage pickup on the south side of the city. Do you remember any of that? I don't remember a lot about that. I think that's what brought Martin Luther King here was with the, when the garbage, the garbage okay, so men were earlier having, than that. Okay. Were, yeah, earlier than that. Okay. Because now I think, what year was Dr. King assassinated? Was okay. That, was that 69? 68, 68 oh. yeah 68 or 69 yeah i can't so, I can never remember that date. uh yeah that was Here, I, I got it i can yeah. look it up for you but they did have a problem with the garbage pickup april 68 mm. yeah they had a problem with garbage pickup mm. i don't remember a lot about it now because my memory is not as long as it used to be that's okay uh, do you remember about that? No, I just heard. I remember uh, hearing about it and then reading about it. That like one You're, of the 
that mm-hmm. that when he was running for, when he was running for office at that point, uh, they had suspended garbage pickup on the south side because of the I think they had said at that time because of gang violence. But for whatever reason, like they literally weren't. That was like one of his things when he got in office was he was like, "Go get all that garbage." Was something I was reading. I just wonder if you remember any of that, but that's okay. I don't remember a lot, but I do know that during that era, the Black Peacestone Nation had taken over, and they were buying up a lot of property over here. Yeah. They were even threatening people to sell their properties to them, yeah. and they were. Yeah. A lot of this property belonged to Jeff Fort and the Black Peacestone Nation. Yeah. Jeff Fort went to prison, but it didn't slow that Black Peacestone Nation down. I really don't know whatever happened to Jeff Fort. I don't know if he died in prison. No, he's still alive. Or if he's still in prison. Yeah, he's still in prison, but he's still alive. He's still alive? Well, actually, he might even be out of prison. I don't really remember now what happened to Jeff Fort. Yeah, he's 73 now. When I lived in the city, though, I tried to keep up with the Peacestone Nation. My reason is to be not in their direction. Yeah. I mean, you know, but uh, like I said, I never had any problem with, with any of that because me and my family were not affiliated with gangs. Uh, we were working class people so, and we did not have any affiliation with any gang members or anything. So just from what I'm reading right here, it just says that Fort is in the, he's in the Supermax in Florence, Colorado. And he's he's still there today. Is he? And he's under a no human contact order, so he hasn't had human contact in over a day. You know what they? That's what it says here. That's not unusual. Yeah, I mean he was gang leader, one of the biggest gangs. He was the leader of the biggest gangs in the world. Thousands. Yeah. Because the, the Black Peace Stone Nation became and, thousands of people, and that's a totally. I see a look at your face. That's a totally different story because you can go from it goes from the Blackstone Rangers to the Black Peace Stone to the El Rukins. Yeah. He, oh yeah, he L. Rukins to, to prison and found found religion. So it became L. Rukins, but then L. Rukins get connected with disciples. It, no, the L. Rukins got connected with some foreign. I can't even think what the foreign national was because Jeff Fort and L. Rukins were one of the first domestics ever to be prosecuted of domestic terrorism. They was going to blow up airplanes. A, yeah. on behalf of Qaddafi. Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot that. They That's was going right. to blow up airplanes on behalf of Qaddafi. Yeah. And so they got busted because the people that they were working with were feds. So they were getting rockets, but the people who were selling them weren't weren't really rockets. <laughs> Which, you know, that goes down. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you don't hear much about them anymore. No. So actually, you, you did touch on something, though. This is a good pivot. Um, so King is King is killed in april april of 1968 so recently i was down we've had protests um riots however you however you want to talk about recently following the george floyd incident right yeah george floyd so Uh, i was oh i'm sorry no you go ahead the first weekend of protesting i ended up downtown at state and lake so if you know where State Lake, State Street, right where the Chicago Theater is, mm-hmm. right there where the train is, right? Yeah. Um, long story short, things went from went from rough to rough, and I and I never thought I would ever in my life see a police car on fire in Chicago. But exactly what I saw, 
and I there was an older gentleman, like so maybe late seventies there, standing mm-hmm. on the corner. Um, and I said, "Sir, have you ever seen anything like this?" He said, "Oh yeah." He said, "He said when they killed King." He goes, you could see the fires for miles. Oh, yeah. He said, you could see fires everywhere where you looked. So do you remember where you, because you were living here in Chicago during yes. that time on the South Side. When in 19... That would have been 68. Okay. 1967 is when I came. And... What what when, month was this? Do you remember? What month uh, in 67? That I came here? Yeah. In 1967? Yeah. I don't know what month. It was in the summer. Okay. I came here in the summer okay. of 1967. And um, you know what? Now I was working, like I said, my first job at uh, Sheraton of Chicago. I remember that Dr. King had a coat on when I met him, a black wool <laughs> coat. Yeah. So it was winter. Okay. So I saw him probably before, well, it had to be. Before 68. So the, the winter of 67. I saw him the winter of 67. Okay, so so now we're only talking a few months later. So we're wh- right. Do you, do you remember how you heard or where you were when you heard he was assassinated? Yeah, I remember how I heard. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, I was... I think I I heard it from TV. Mm-hmm. That's how I heard. Mm-hmm. I heard it from TV that he had been killed, and um, I cried. It was it was devastating, mm-hmm. and believe me, devastating not only to me but devastating to a lot of people. And they went to rioting and burning. So, and do you doing- remember any of that? Well, I didn't I didn't get involved in the protests okay. or any of that. I didn't get involved. It was a it was a violent protest. Yeah. I mean, they were breaking windows and uh doing cops probably were afraid of them mm-hmm. because they wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. Uh I think well I do know this protest was worse than the one when they had killed Mark Clark mm-hmm. and uh, and Fred Hampton and Fred Hampton yep. and it was a bad protest when they went and killed him on the West Side. Yeah. So j- just uh, so just quick question: Are you have you and if no, it's fine. Have you followed the story about uh, Breonna Taylor? Yes. And this Louisville story. I have followed that story. That story has remind. It's made me think a lot about because to me the the because. The Fred Hampton, right? The, mm-hmm. the court said that the police did right. But later on, years later, his family got a civil suit from the city of Chicago. Right, because they went like vultures into the night. Because they basically assassinated him in they, bed. They assassinated him in bed and, and Mark Clark was there and he was killed also. And he was killed also, returning returning fire returning fire and they had women and children and in, that, in that building and so this is actually you may find this interesting because i used to I, I was an intern at the Dusable history museum here in chicago so Dusable is the first african-american history museum in, in the united mm-hmm. states um if you know um um man i just lost my train of thought uh dr burroughs 
Okay. So she was still working there when I when I worked there. So Dr. Burroughs, she yeah. Dr. Margaret Burroughs. Mm-hmm. So I actually met her uh, several times. Talk, I had to sit and talk with her Did once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, when I was there, uh, one of the people working there, this lovely lady that worked in collections, told me that they owned the door from the apartment. And we searched for that thing for, I wouldn't let it go. We searched for that thing for a week and we never could find it. We just couldn't, she, she didn't know where it was. I'm like, what do you not know? And then I was like, she goes, and we, she goes, if I remember correctly, we own the mattress too. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I'm like, and then she goes, you know, I think we threw the mattress away. I was like, why would you throw the mattress? She goes, it, it was you mean the mattress that, that he was actually, killed on. Yeah. Oh. she said he was, why did they throw it away? Well, even, I don't know about today. Then, uh, Disciple didn't have a real collections, uh, containment there's nothing no nothing airtight nothing she said it was i mean it's covering blood if you ever seen pictures of it, it's covering blood like well i didn't actually see the real picture oh, i've seen pictures. but i've seen i mean the real thing but i saw pictures yes of when they killed killed him actually there was about 21 policemen that went there that night yeah and they weren't all white no. it was black and white yeah. policemen that went there like vultures into the night, yeah. uh, wee hours in the morning, yeah. but, uh, and killed, yeah. killed Mark Clark and. Uh, but we eventually found the door, and so if you ever get a chance to see it, so Disciple owns it, and y'all was here because basically they what was it? A, it was like a hundred and twenty bullet bullets go in the door, oh, and there's yeah, about sure. five that came out. So you can actually see this. If you ever see the door, I've seen it. I've actually seen my own eyes. You can actually see because the bullets leave depressions. You can tell which way the bullets went and you can look and look and you. I mean, you have to look hard to find one hole coming the wrong way. Them holes going in that door. Doors just looks like Swiss cheese. They fascinated them. They went in there. 21 cops went there that night and they assassinated Mark Clark and Fred Hampton. These were two very intelligent young men. And they were killed in cold blood. Yeah. And it, yeah, and that's made me in the Brianna Taylor. I mean, it's very different because she obviously, you know, she was sleeping. History she repeats wasn't itself. An activist, and, you know, like in that way that he was, obviously. No, she wasn't. But the, I tell I'm like, this is not the first time police, police have kicked in people's doors and killed them. No. Indiscriminately. Right. With not, that no knock law. With that. So yeah. they call it. Yeah. Uh, which now they're supposed to have abolished. But she was asleep. She got shot, what was it, eight times? Yeah, it was eight. Or six eight. times? I think it was eight. Yeah. Eight eight times yeah. she was shot. But they said it was only one fatal bullet I heard yesterday. Well, and that fatal bullet came from, not for this man, Hackery or whatever his name is, that was in jail. Right at the It come from Cosgrove's gun. Yeah. Cosgrove shot well, her with the fatal shot but being eight, being he shot killed eight, her but being shot eight times is <laughs> I mean, that's well they said it was of well uh, you know the coroner said it was a one fatal bullet well but was she and gonna... they found that that fatal bullet came from yeah. cosgrove's gun right. uh, but and do you think she was gonna live from the other seven of course not <laughs> say, no, right the one shot to kill so that one was, shot yeah. might have went in a heart or a yeah. head or something but right. look she had been shot eight times. Yeah. I doubt seriously she was going to live. It's very unfortunate. And then this guy that was charged, he was not charged for killing Brianna Taylor. Yeah, no. He was charged for shooting 
in another apartment. So that was uh, just terrible. But like you said, you know what? Going into the night like that, like they did, it was history repeating itself except 21 cops. Now, I don't know how many cops actually. They only talk about four. I don't know how many cops they had at Breonna Taylor's apartment. No, I haven't found that number either. I've been reading. I've been doing huh? some, No, I haven't found that number either. I've been reading. They never about gave it. that number. They only talked about four, it, but it, it might have been four. a whole band of cops. It probably was. I mean, that it, were there. Yeah, it probably was. And I mean, know, it definitely was more than four. We know that. Of course, so, it was more than four. Especially if they were expecting. I mean, because they were expecting to find drug dealers and guns. They so, expected to, and money. A buddy. They were looking for money. So you said more than four but officers. But you know for what? That. The guy, her boyfriend, previous, was in jail. Yeah. And he used her address yeah. as his place of residence. Yeah. But even, even. So that's what. Yeah. And they also said the police claim that a lot of packages were coming to Brianna Taylor's apartment. So they lied. Look they o- might have lied. Look over behind you. A lot of packages come to my apartment. I just bought a brand new chair. I get food delivered. Like, what's that mean? Well, like <laughs> what's, they, what's that mean? I'm telling you, but this is what they Everybody said. Getting a lot of packages right. were coming to her apartment. Right. And they thought that the packages <laughs> was drugs. I'm sure they And did. where would they have been coming from in packages? Mm. Drugs. Well... Well, that uh, was the excuse. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Hope I mean, it's unfortunate. And then they claimed they were looking for the man, well, and he was already arrested. Yeah, well, I'm sure it when they bad when they messed up, they a lot of stories start to formulate. Well, we were looking for so and so, and so. And then the uh, the family's attorney, uh, I heard him on TV say. Well, no, no, I was gonna, let's not get. I don't want to get too far talking about Brianna Taylor. Oh, okay. So. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean we could we could yeah because I want to try to stay on top, stay on topic a little bit. Chicago, we could right, we could talk about that forever. <laughs> My next episode of the podcast is actually going to be about Brianna Taylor. Um, okay, I'm trying. Uh, so okay, I'm trying to think. We we've kind of jumped around so much. Um, yeah, so, we did. So from six, <laughs> from sixty seven to twenty twenty, how has Chicago changed? Okay, from sixty seven to twenty twenty. Chicago has changed some. In fact, I tell you, there's still a lot of prejudice here in Chicago. I never forget in Illinois. Even when you were going to Rantoul, uh, I was afraid I remember to let you go to Rantoul because Rantoul, Illinois was lynching territory. They had a K, it was a KKK compound there and in town. I remember I talked to, I don't remember the man's name that. You started going down there with with this band. Um, Aaron. Aaron. Was what his was name. his name? I think his name was Aaron. Um, anyway, yeah. this is the thing. He was I the... talked to him and I said, look, I really didn't want my son to come down here because I know that there is KKK and lynching. Mm-hmm. I don't want him to go to the store anywhere and leave this place because I don't want my son lynched. And you tell me, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was going to happen. Keith. Keith was his name. Keith, yeah. Keith Ayers. That was his name. And his wife, Tanya. Right. Yeah. He died, right? Unfortunately, yeah. She's still, yeah. She's what still, happened to him, I wonder? I believe he had a heart attack. 
Huh? I believe he had a heart attack. Yeah. And he said, oh, Miss McGill, I promise you nothing will happen to your son. I said, well, I know this is the place where things can happen. They lynch people. Yeah. And uh, I didn't want to leave you, but and he Keith, wanted to stay. Keith and was, I did. Keith was white. He was very, Keith was white. And he was very nice. And though. his wife was white. And he took care of me. And he, he was very nice. And he took care of me. But I just didn't trust it. Yeah. And he took care I of didn't us. trust that it wouldn't happen because I know how that Grand Tool town was. Yeah. I knew it was notorious, just like all of really all of Illinois. Paxton Buckley. Anna, yeah. Anna is now big in the Il- news. Illinois has changed. They still Illinois is still racist. Chicago is, I don't know how Chicago is. I lived, I moved from Chicago in 1994. Yeah. Uh, but you still, I mean, you live right outside the city. I don't live anywhere from the city. No, you have a butt. But right. I never, you know, as, as far as I come to the city now yeah. is if I have to go inside of Citibank, uh, I go to 95th and Western. That's yeah. as far as I go in to to Chicago, and I'm back. I have a little area that I go around. Yeah, well, you I, don't. I've gotten much older. Yeah, and I don't, I don't tread too far. Right. You don't uh, like a lot of hustle and bustle. I mean, hmm? you don't like a lot of hustle and bustle. I never did. Yeah, so I'm excited. But then I used to, uh, when I worked in Chicago at the Chicago Transit, I had to go into the city. Sometimes I had to go north. Sometimes I had to go west when I first became a clerk. I was a relief clerk. So I'd have to go on the north side. I have to go on the west side. But I was much younger, and I I was programmed to to do it. It didn't bother me. Then, and I lived in the city. But when I moved out of the city, I have a little area yeah. I don't go very far. I gotta say, and like Alsip has changed so much now. Like it's, I mean, it's like living in the city still, though. Because you have, yeah. Restaurant. I remember when none of that stuff was there. Alsip well, had nothing. Alsip was, was so quiet. Was quiet. You had to go to Crestwood to go to anything. You right? You want a restaurant? You had to go to Crestwood. You yeah, <laughs> everything was in Crestwood. Well, you know what? Um. Uh, well, yeah. They Alsip. Well, they got. Quite a bit going on, and I, and we never went to Oakland because Oakland was notoriously racist. So we never went that direction. Oakland, I understand, still might be, still is, but they accept the black people that come. I know one time I heard on TV, I was a as a white man on on TV, and they he was asked, "What do you think about black people coming?" to no they said afro-americans what do you think about if afro-americans are decide to move in oakland he said i really he said it'll be fine as long as they don't come here with a lot of uh uh gang violence they don't come with no gang violence and they keep their yard clean he said (laughs) i don't care as long as they come here and act like everybody else he says they keep the yards clean and uh, don't bring no gang violence. He said, I'm okay with it. Fair enough. Yeah. So black people had started coming in and buying houses in Oakland. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And uh, 
there are probably well there's a lot of black people living all over now yeah of uh in chicago yeah yeah and another thing i can say is chicago seems now to be it's built up oh yeah it used to be when you run through chicago you saw nothing but board ups Raggedy, run-down places. Well, depends. But it's not like that coming through here Depends where today. you go now. If well. You go to the west side. You still see, unfortunately, a lot of. Well, the west side is actually, to tell you the truth, I've only been on the west side once in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I don't go on the west side. So I talked to a young lady the other day who's from, she's from Austin. It's funny, she's a executive director of a nonprofit here in the city. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I said, I never stepped foot in Austin until I was in my late twenties. Cause everybody always told me don't go on the West side. <laughs> so I, I never did. Me too. It was that simple. They were like, don't go to West side. When yeah. I came to Chicago, they told me that don't go on the West side. I've only been on the West side what? one time. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all right. It's a big city. It's a big city. Yeah. You, you, you don't have to go on the West. If you know somebody on the west side and you want to go, I guess it's okay. Now, my my uh, youngest granddaughter, she lives on the west side. Bink yeah. live on the west side. Yeah. I don't know where she lives. It's, it's, you I go. think she lives on Troy. Okay. Am I correct? You should. Yeah. But I, I will never tread to the west side. Yeah, okay. Fair no, enough. I've yes. gotten too old to start. Yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> Doing things that I didn't even do when I was young. Yes, Bill. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> I bike over there sometime. I bike through there. I bike you do all, go all over the West Side. Yeah, I bike all over the city. It's not a neighborhood. How in the is city. the I'm West biking. Side? I mean, it's 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 um. There's a lot of disinvestment. Like you know, even more so than the South Side, because Inglewood has more. If I if I remember correctly, and please someone correct me if I'm wrong, Inglewood has more empty lots than anywhere else in the city. Right? If you so Inglewood, I, from where you're sitting right now, still. is the next neighborhood over. Mm-hmm. And you can drive through Inglewood and every other block, there's two, three, four empty lots, right? It'd be like empty lot house, empty lot house, empty lot house. Um, but you mm-hmm. go over to Austin um, and there's like empty block, block with houses, empty block. Like it's a lot of disinvestment, build, you know, a lot of boarded up buildings still. Yeah. Because it, you know, because Austin sits right next to Oak Park. So and it's uh was it Oak Park Avenue? You cross Oak Park Avenue, it's like night and day different. I mean, you feel you just you can immediately tell where you at. Like, oh, I'm out of I'm out of Austin. So it's a big difference, you know, in how you know how the houses look, how the the uh the empty lots or lack thereof, you know. So yeah, I mean, so I actually started volunteering. Over, I was telling this young lady I was talking with, I started volunteering in Austin because I knew nothing about it. So that's why I started. So yeah, so now I mean, I bike over there. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, and I like I like to go because there's actually a crispy, not a crispy, as a mm, cold stone in Oak Park. So sometimes oh, I'll, a cold stone. I'll bike over there. I've never cold been stone. to a cold stone. You gotta go to cold stone. It's good ice cream. Yeah, but <laughs> oh. I want to ask you one thing about uh, the West Side and in the in the city here. Yeah. Uh, do they still barbecue? Can you smell the smoke? It Absolutely. used to be. Mm-mm. Yeah, they, have, they have, the city has. So if y'all got time before y'all leave this neighborhood, mm-hmm. so right here in Bronzeville, in my opinion, is the best barbecue in the city. Honey One Barbecue is right up here on 40. Is this Bronzeville? No, this is Woodlawn. 
okay, this is, yeah, Woodlawn. That's what I thought. So, and, and, and if you go, so right behind me, right? Because I'm actually, behind me is north. So you can go a mile up north and Obama's house is right up the street in Kenwood. Yeah. So then well, right, Obama doesn't live here anymore. I think he. Well, they still own the house, though. They, oh, do they? They couldn't sell it. Because yeah. he moved on that island. What do you call it? Mm, yeah, wherever he's at. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, they they haven't sold the house because he he's he's asking too much money for it. So it, like the the street is still you can't actually go down his street because he's asking too much. It's money? all blocked off because it still says presidential traffic only, and you oh. right you can't drive down. You know? Yeah. But then you're in High Park. Man, tuck it. Or somewhere he okay. lives now. But then if yeah. you go to, on 47th Street, uh, which is in Bronzeville, there's a Honey One Barbecue. And that's probably the best barbecue. Honey bar- who? Honey One Barbecue. Really? And it's the best, I think it's the best barbecue in the city. I love Honey One. Mm. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm going to go it up for lunch. I mean, Yes. They have a, so they have an aquarium smoker. So they, you remember how like that fish tank used to have? Yeah. They got like one of those that's bigger. And they, it's a glass smoker. Yeah, and they had the firewood, and you the, the minute you get in the neighborhood, you smell it because you'll see the smoke. Well, that's coming unusual out too, the top. because I thought there was a city ordinance saying Mm-mm. that you cannot smoke Mm-mm. barbecue because the 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 best barbecue place I've ever been, well, this was years ago, was Eighty Seventh and King. 87th and King Drive was a barbecue pit. Sit there, and believe me. When I worked at 79th well, that's, Street. That's gone now. It is? Yeah. Well, I, when I used to work at 79, I worked 5.30 in the morning until 2. And believe me, when I had my lunch, jump in my car, mm-hmm. I was gone to the barbecue place. Mm-hmm. That was the best barbecue place that I had ever been. Oh, I remember. Yeah. It's 87th before you get it was to King. the barbecue actually. joint, right? Yeah. Is um, it still there? I don't think. I know exactly what you're talking I don't think it's, it's still there. It's been years ago. It's been years. It might years. still be there. I feel like it's gone now. It might you, be gone. You know what's over there now is a, um, there's a, one of those popcorn, there's a popcorn place over there. A popcorn? Mm-hmm. The, the, the popcorn that you used to have to go downtown for, it's a popcorn place over there. Oh, that starts with a G? Yeah, I know uh, what Garrett's. You're talking. There's a yeah, Garrett's. Yeah, Oh, yeah, that's a Garrett's yeah. popcorn. I've had Garrett's popcorn from downtown. That was good popcorn. Okay. I guess, you know, they always uh, yeah. talk about, they, it's, what? All right. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? No. And like, I would just like to say, yes, I, Chicago has changed a lot. They have rebuilt most of the city, I don't know. Well, I'll say a certain parts of the city, yeah. like where I'm here now, a, as I was coming here, I noticed all of these houses were sided or yeah. if they were brick. In fact, it's one that's being built yeah. a three flat. Not, I think it's not far from here. Definitely not. Yeah. Do you know where I'm talking about? They're building a lot around here. They're building a <laughs> lot. A lot around here. Super expensive. Their gentrification is is full. It's super expensive it, over here. Not yet. It was becoming. They well, just, it probably is. They just built some three hundred thousand dollar condos right up the street. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, and the reason is, they're trying to get the blacks to move to the suburbs. Yeah. Now you're and the to whites to, to come in back. back to the city. Yeah. And I believe that's that's probably happening. And the city is getting much well, better. It's interesting. 
I was reading an article yesterday mm-hmm. that um, residents residents in the downtown area is the lowest it's been in decades. So people, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. Uh, residents in the downtown area is the lowest it's been. In, like people are leaving, right, because of COVID. They don't want to be living on top of each other anymore. Ooh. So all these people are leaving, especially the downtown area, you mm-hmm. know, and trying to get further out now. Right. So it's it's real interesting because I'm like, who going to pay? You know what I'm saying? This apartment downtown will be 1800 easily. I'm sure. Which and is that, double what I pay. This is how much do you pay? Well, we're going to tell everybody I pay 950 Oh, <laughs> for a two is- be- for a two bedroom. And it's big. And it's, it's very it's not it's big enough for me. But downtown, this would oh, be this is, well this is more than big for you. I love it. This would be eighteen hundred. And uh I'm sure it would, because you know what? It I'm sorry. That's okay. Uh it it is very nice apartment. Yeah. I love this. So any other final thoughts before we go? No, except I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Uh, and I have enjoyed this. Thank you. Yeah, well it brought back a lot of old memories. Plus, you told me about a lot of things that I didn't remember or I had forgotten. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe we can do it again. Maybe good. Um, yeah. We'll do it again sometimes. Sound good? I've enjoyed it so much, Dion. All right. I really did. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. That's it. That's all I got. So Thanks go for having me. Of course. Let me go ahead and stop recording. <laughs> Man, and there you have it. Much like episode 31, I was so excited to get this conversation out. Uh, My mom was absolutely excited to hear the last episode, and I have no doubt she'll enjoy this one as well. Uh, Definitely let me know what you think after you've listened to it. Uh, You can hit me up, you know. Um, So that's that. Thank you all for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And you can also check out the podcast on all the social media platforms on Instagram at Off the Beaten Podcast, Twitter at Off the Beaten Pod, Facebook.com slash Off the Beaten Podcast. Also, I haven't had any Apple Podcast reviews since Not Too Distant Future Londoner. Love you. Uh, so please stop by Apple Podcasts and give me a rate and review. I need validation people (laughs) also share this with your favorite Chicagoan let them know what they're missing and that they need to be a part of this growing community that would be awesome and that's that Um, I'm currently sitting and recording in Henderson Hendersonville Tennessee I have to get this straight right Um, I've been down here visiting some friends getting a little change of scenery getting some extra sun and so uh, this week from Hendersonville Tennessee Uh, to wherever you are thank you for listening be good do good and i'll see you next time peace